Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Kenny and JT show coming to you live from Blue Streak Stadium on the high school campus of Lake High School. Yeah, Getting ready for uh, week 11 of the season, week one of the OHSAA playoffs. Lake playing host to Perry. We'll have the kickoff for you tonight here on HBCN Mix 94.1 at 7 o'clock. We already told you tomorrow we've got the Buckeyes for you at 7.30 at Wisconsin. And then on Sunday, 4 o'clock, we've Browns on the road at Seattle. And joining us right now to preview that matchup, uh, the outstanding Browns beat reporter, brownzone.com, Scotty Petrak. Scotty, thanks for joining us as always here on this Friday. Uh, and let's start with, uh, you know, last week's game, a win. They improved to 4-2, and two, Scotty. And uh, how are they doing it on offense uh, with a, a third-string quarterback, uh, I think a third-string running back, and, and not many points? Yeah, you know, they got a big boost from their defense. You know, Miles Garrett by himself created 17 points or led to 17 points, so that helped. That a big play in the running game out of Jerome Ford to start it with that 69-yard touchdown run on the third play. And then P.J. Walker comes off the bench, the quarterback, makes just enough plays in just, enough, in just at the right time. Uh, and then you got a kicker making everything he looks at. So it's a little bit feels a little bit of smoke and mirrors, uh, but I don't think you can turn your nose up at four and two at all. Scotty, let's get right into this thing. You know, the Deshaun Watson press conference, you did an outstanding job. Your questions were right on point. And you were there. You got to see him in person. Uh, my question to you is this, because, you know, whether it's on social media or people calling our program, wanting to know, were Deshaun Watson's comments, in your opinion, sincere? Were his comments sincere? Were his comments sincere about, yeah, I want to get out there. I've been working my butt off for the yeah. last two years. Do you feel it was sincere? Because, Scotty, the reason he asked that, and I agree with him, there are some people think, hey, $230 million yeah. guaranteed. Hey, whenever I get back, I get back. There's no rush. Yeah, no, I get it. And I, and I get how it looks. And, you know, there's been some issues with the messaging from the team and the messaging from him. The fact that he thought he was going to play October 1st against the Ravens and still isn't back to normal. Um, elicits questions. So I get it. Um, you know, I don't know if I'm qualified to say if he's sincere or not. He sounded sincere that he wants to play. Um, you know, I, I take a little bit of issue with, you know, I've worked my butt off to come back the last two years. Well, I mean, in 2021, he didn't play because he didn't like the contract he had with Houston. Right? He didn't want to be there. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that it wasn't like he had an ACL he was coming back from or a car accident. He chose not to play that year. And then he was suspended for 11 games because of the, you know, the sexual misconduct allegations. So, um, you know, I don't, I don't love the phrasing there. Um, but I think his general point is probably correct that he missed playing football and now he has a chance to play football again. And, you know, he, he'd be out there if he could be out there. I, I do think it comes down to he doesn't feel like he can throw it the way he wants to throw it. Um, you know, you could probably have discussion, well, okay, is Deshaun Watson at 65% still better than P.J. Walker? Like, would the Browns be better off? 
Um, you know, I they don't feel they are. I don't think he feels they are. And, and I think if I know he, you know, he kind of didn't like the question, but you know, the slow start he got off to last week, and I know it's a short, a small sample size, with only five throws. But him moving out of the pocket, he didn't have the same velocity mm. on the ball, the same arm strength. Right. Now maybe he should be able to overcome that and make more throws from the pocket and all those kind of things. But I think he saw those throws and said, man, I can't go out there and win like this. Scotty, he's not accurate whatsoever. I don't know whether or not it's the shoulder issue. I don't know if I didn't see it last year either in a short sample size. But, you know, it leads me to this. And, and, and again, I want to believe in what he says as well. And I want to hope that he is working his butt off to get back onto the field because we as fans deserve it. We've been waiting for it for so long. Couldn't wait to get what we thought was going to be a franchise quarterback. But when you look at P.J. Walker, I'm not sold at that either. And the question about a 67 or a 65 to 70 to an 80 percent Deshaun Watson, I think I'm leaning towards P.J. Walker instead. But at the same instance, trade deadline is Tuesday. I think you need more help at QB. Yeah, it's such a fascinating, it's such a fascinating discussion, guys. I mean, all of it, yeah. right? From what's going through Deshaun Watson's head to you know how. What gives the team a better chance to win? To do you go and add to that position? When's he coming back? Like, there's a lot of unknowns there. And you know, Watson says he's in good headspace. I think that's worth wondering about. You know, is his confidence been shaken? Um, you know, he has. He's only had one good game. I mean, really, right. one good game since 2020. You know, what does that do to his head? Mm-hmm. Does that influence? You know, how he's playing? Not 100. percent Does that? keep him from wanting to go out there if he doesn't feel like he's going to look good and um, play well. You know, I mean, all that stuff. Uh, I get the, mm-hmm. you know, maybe P.J. Walker does give him a better chance if he does. I think that's an indictment on Deshaun Watson, uh, the player the Browns thought they were getting because, you know, P.J. Walker, and God bless him, he's playing his heart out and he's come up big in the fourth quarter last two games, but I mean, he's a flawed quarterback, right? And it feels like the Browns can only win so many games with him and you know, the defense is going to have to play great. Right? You're going to have to really prop him up when hey, Deshaun Watson a ton of money to go there and lead your team. So that's part of it. And then the trade deadline, to me, I, I get it. And I get the Jacoby Brissett discussion. That makes complete sense to me. Um, the issue is if you think Deshaun Watson can play next week, and we don't know if he can. He's, you know, it's he said, who knows, it's a day-to-day thing, and maybe he'll be ready to go tomorrow. Like if you think he can play next week and is going to stay healthy, then there's no need to go trade for a quarter for Jacoby Brissett or any quarterback. But if you really think he could miss four, six, eight weeks, or when he comes back, then leave again, then you have some issues, and then you might want to go get a quarterback. But it's such a gray area when mm-hmm. there's no structural damage. It's just a strain. Like you feel like he should be back sooner rather than later. Scotty, there's another reason that I want to look at another quarterback, whether it's Jacoby Brissett. Or even a Carson Wentz, for that matter. And I, God, please don't let that be the case. But you're only one play away from possibly losing P.J. Walker. And it seems as though they've given up on DTR. Is that the case? Well, I mean, he's going to be the backup in Seattle on Sunday. So, you know, I mean, I think we all saw what DTR did against the Ravens and decided that he was not ready to play. And that's certainly how I felt. Certainly what, you know, the team felt that way, and they had a guy that had had experience behind him in P.J. Walker, so that move made sense. But if they were forced to play DTR, I believe the Browns would think that he would be better in game number two, right? He gets out there, he's gotten 
the sense of what it's like to play against a really good defense. Um, you know, I don't think they've completely given up on him, but, you know, if you asked anybody inside the team, okay, Deshaun Watson can't play again this year, do you think DTR could lead you to playoffs? I would think the answer would be no, just given what we saw against the Ravens. All right, Scotty, so I'm with JT. I think they should look at a quarterback, but what other positions might they, uh, you know, look at come 4 o'clock on Tuesday, the NFL's trading deadline? To me, to me, there's two, and it's running back and receiver are the ones you have to think about. Now, we're saying this before they play Sunday. You know, you could have an injury that changes things Sunday. But assuming the roster's the same, um, you know, do you look at running back now? Jerome Ford practiced today, so there's a chance he plays Sunday. And even if he doesn't, then it's not a long-term injury, that ankle. So, right. you know, do they have enough with Ford, Hunt, you know, Pierre Strong Jr., and then they got like three guys on the practice squad this week. Um, I, you know, they might think they have enough. You know, we saw what Jerome Ford did to start that game last week. Um, but I think that's a position you think about, right, because you don't have Nick Chubb anymore. And then receiver, and we talk about this guy this every week, guys. Like, you just don't feel like you know what you have there. And right. part of that could be because the guys aren't good enough, right? Maybe Elijah Moore is not what they thought. You know, Don Peoples-Jones, I think he's the same guy he was a year ago. He just doesn't have the same numbers. Um, mm-hmm. But how much of that is the quarterback, right? It's <laughs> been really a mess at quarterback. They have the worst quarterback ranking in the, or pass rating in the league as a team. And I think it's tough to evaluate what you have, but the deadline's a deadline. So I do think Andrew Berry has to think about making a move receiver. I don't know if I expect him to, but to me it's receiver running back are the possibilities. Let's say the problem is quarterback, and we always want to say, okay, the Browns are going to be buyers at the trade deadline. Could they be sellers and maybe move a Donovan Peoples-Jones or maybe an Elijah Moore? Well, I mean, obviously somebody would want to, somebody would want to have those guys come asking you. Um, I, I don't think they would give up on Elijah Moore. You know, I mean, they've only had him here for a little bit. It's like he's been bad. It's like he's dropping balls all over the mm-hmm. place. He just hasn't been like a game changer. But we saw a couple big plays in Indianapolis. He had a big catch yep. on that winning touchdown drive, if I remember correctly. Um, Peoples-Jones is interesting because he's in the last year of his contract, the rookie contract. It doesn't feel like he's going to get an extension here or a second deal because they have other guys, because they drafted Cedric Tillman. So if somebody came calling for DPJ and it was right, I could see them make that move. Scotty Petrack, our guest. Follow him on Twitter on a daily basis, at Scott Petrack brownzone.com great stuff on that website earmark it bookmark it whatever they call it these days so uh you get the most up-to-date info on your cleveland browns all right let's go to seattle how good is this seattle team uh they're facing this sunday scotty yeah i mean they're four and two right they geno smith had the resurgence last year comeback player of the year he's playing pretty well this year they have some weapons kenneth walker the third and we don't have their injury report yet they're he didn't practice he hasn't practiced yet this week. Tyler Lockett hadn't practiced. Bobby Wagner hadn't practiced. So we'll have to see who's up for them. But let's assume they have their full slate. Kent Walker's really good at running back. They have receivers in Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf's back after missing a game. Um, Jackson Smith and Jigba, right, the former Ohio State guy. Uh, I think his name Bobo, the rookie receiver, had a bunch of catches last week, inc- including a crazy touchdown where he was able to get both feet and bounce. So they got some weapons. And then on defense, they I think they have 23 or 24 sacks. They're doing it with a bunch of different people. Now, that's a little skewed because I think they had 11 and a win over the yes. Giants, right? So that, mm-hmm. that moves it a little bit. 
but they have some pass rushers to get in Frank Clark. Um, they just signed him. It looks like he's going to play this week. So they're a formidable opponent. Now, I don't think they're like a juggernaut, but they're a good team in a tough environment to play in with your backup quarterback. Um, you know, it, it's going to be tough. The Browns are going to, if the Browns are going to win this game, they're going to play really well. I look at it this way, Scotty, and JT and I were just talking about Ohio State going on the road, tough place to play, right? Madison, Wisconsin. I think it'll be, you know, a lower-scoring game, and if they can get to 24 points, they win as long as their defense keeps them in it for a while. Same M.O. for, for the Browns, right? The defense has to keep it uh, somewhere between 14 and 17 points given up to give themselves a chance to win? I think that's right on the money. Now, to me, there's two kind of caveats. One, I, well, this isn't a caveat, but I expect the defense to really bounce back, right? Did not play okay. up to the standard last week, gave up the 38. Now, it did get four takeaways, got a couple big stops in the fourth quarter that allowed the Browns to come back and win the game. But breakdowns, they let them run the ball better than they should have, 456 yards, right? Third down, they weren't as good as it happened. So I expect a bounce back, and they need to bounce back for this team to have a chance. And then the other thing is, you know, you talk about it's all on the defense. Well, the Browns can't turn it over, right? P.J. Walker's got to be careful with the ball. He can't give it away like he has a little bit in his two, you know, the one start and then coming off the bench. Like, to me, that's where this game could get out of control is if Walker isn't careful and he turns it over three times. Mm. Then I think the Browns, no matter how good their defense is, that's a really tough thing to overcome. Yeah, I think that's a great point by you, Scotty. And the other thing, too, and it's always interesting, and we saw it maybe affect the San Francisco 49ers, right? They went west to east. This is east to west. There's just something in that travel, isn't there? Yeah, I think it's. It is hard. There's no doubt about it. I mean, you know, they're, they got to direct, so they're not going to be on the flight on the plane as long as I will. Um, but it's still a long flight, right? Four, four and a half, five hours, something like that. A long flight. Now, it's starting at 1 o'clock. Well, it's 4 o'clock Cleveland time. So there's not that's not a big concern where, you know, 49ers come east. They play at 1 o'clock. It's like 10 o'clock in the morning. Like, your body clock's a little messed up. So that part's not as bad. But the flight is certainly tough. And just from a, you're on the flight for a long time, but you stiffen up, your back gets tight, right? These guys take a beating. Like, that is, uh, that there's something to be said for that. And then I think you throw on top of it just how loud that stadium is. Like, there's some factors involved there that I think are, you know, if it's going to be a close game, they could swing it a little bit. Scotty, as I look at this team, uh, offense, don't know. Defense, feel good about. Special teams, feel really good about from the kicking side of it, right? Field goal kicker, kickoffs, punter, outstanding. The return game, should we just assume for the rest of this season? <laughs> is, it. That's it, right? As long as they fair catch yep. the, the kickoff and the punt and don't fumble it, that's fine, and that's a, a, a letter grade of an A for the Browns. Yeah, at least for the time being. Now, you know, we're talking about them making big plays, and usually that comes in the return game. Last week it came on the Miles Garrett block field goal, right? So maybe that's how you have to generate those other big plays in the special teams. Block a kick, block a punt, you know, and I think JLK came close, came close to blocking one in yeah. Indy. But, yeah, you know, I mean, I, I don't expect Donovan Peoples-Jones to bust one. I never did, and then he, you know, he surprised me last right. year against Houston. But <laughs> it just doesn't seem like he's got the same, whatever, jolt to him this year. Um, you know, Jalen Darden had a little, gave the return game a little bit of life a couple of weeks ago, but I saw him in a boot this week. So he's on the practice squad, so he doesn't show up on the injury report. But I think that's why he hasn't been, wasn't out there, and I don't think he'll be out there this week. So 
it's a combination of things. But, yeah, I, I just don't think, given the current makeup of the roster and how they're doing it, I, I don't think you're going to see – I wouldn't expect any kind of explosive returns. Scotty, I'm looking at that injury report. It seems as though there's like 25 players on it. <laughs> Jed Will's almost at the top of the list. Is he playing Sunday? Um, it's a good question. They list him as questionable. I tried to talk to Jed today, and he said he wasn't going to do media. Seemed a little, little short. Um, so I didn't get to ask him how he felt and how it went in practice today. You know, these linemen are tough, and I know he takes some grief. Um, but I would expect, you know, if, if a lineman practices on Friday, even if he's limited, that usually means he's going to be out there. So I would think Jed will play. Okay. Scotty, one other question about that, too. And going back into the Deshaun Watson interview when you were there, and I thought I picked up on something that he said he was not aware that the quarterback spoke once a week. Didn't they used to have a press conference with the QB every week? Didn't you guys always get a chance to talk to, you know, even when Baker Mayfield was there once a week? Yeah, I, I, he, I don't think his point was once a week. I, I think his point was on a given day. Okay. And for whatever oh, reason, okay. you know, this is a little inside baseball. It's usually Wednesday. Like, for years, I mean, I've been doing this 20 years. I think it's always mm-hmm. been, we talked to the quarterback on a Wednesday. Last year when Watson comes off suspension, he started talking on a Thursday. Okay. And this year it was Wednesday. So, like, there was a little bit of kind of, oh, my gosh, you didn't talk this week on a Wednesday. What does that mean? And he's like, hey, it doesn't matter if it's Wednesday or Thursday. I'm just going to talk at some point. So I think that's what he's trying okay. to straighten out. Okay. All right, Scotty, as we try and get a feel for this Browns team, uh, the players and the injuries and everything, let, let's grade Stefanski through six games. Your, your thoughts on, on how the head coach has done to this point? Uh, Kenny, I don't – and I'm, I know there are people that will fight me on this. Yeah. I, I don't know how you give him anything – but a really strong grade. And I don't know if it's A minus B plus, but for me, it's no lower than that. I mean, the guy's four and two and his $230 million quarterbacks played 12 minutes and taking 12 snaps in the last three games. He's got PJ Walker quarterbacking for him, right? Like it's tough to win in this league and he's finding a way. And, you know, I think you can, you can pick apart things, but I think the bottom line is he's getting his guys, to win games. They're doing it in the fourth quarter. I thought he managed the clock really well at the end of the first half. I thought he managed it really well at the end of the game. You know, you talk about, okay, it's fourth and one, and it came down to that Kareem Hunt run. He called two plays at the goal line on first and second down that should have been easy touchdowns. The first one, P.J. Walker just doesn't see Harrison Bryant, who's wide open, and instead he throws it in the corner to Njoku, who still should have caught the ball. And then on second down, they try to run that little shovel to the tight end, it hits Njoku in the face mask, and it's a touchdown. So, at the biggest moment, I thought he called three touchdown-worthy plays, and I think he deserves credit for that. Uh, I agree with you. You know, we said before the season started, he was on the hot seat, uh, and uh, the fact that they're 4-2 and two without Deshaun Watson, without Nick Chubb and all the injuries, yeah, yeah let, let's give him the, the credit when, when, you know, he's deserving of it. So, even though he gets a lot of credit the most credit, I think, goes to Miles Garrett, and at the level with which he is playing right now, is he front runner for defensive player of the year? I know it's only six games, but with yeah. what he's done, he's in the top three, right? I mean, it's T.J. Watt, probably Micah Parsons, maybe I'm missing somebody else, um, but Miles deserves it. And you know, that was the kind of game. And you know, and I hate to respond to the you know quote unquote critics. Um, 
but it bothers me when Miles takes some of the guff that he takes um, because I think he plays hard all the time. I think he makes plays every week. Now, not every game is what he did against the Colts, and I think the expectations are sometimes unfair for him. But when the circumstances line up, right, and he's going against a tackle he can exploit or the quarterback holds the ball like Minshew does or the, co- the coach like Steichen did makes a dumb play call and has a quarterback roll in the end zone when there's no need to, he takes advantage and he can have a game like he did. And, and I just think he plays at that level. Not always, you don't always see the plays, but I think he plays at that level pretty much week in and week out. And he deserves credit for that. And he should be a top defense player of the year candidate because he is that good. All right. So this weekend, Sunday, four o'clock in Seattle, how does Scotty Petrak see this thing playing out? Yeah, I think it's going to be tough for the Browns to pull it out just because of at the quarterback thing. I need to see, you know, I kind of have this feeling that P.J. Walker comes back to earth a little bit. Now, maybe that's unfair. Maybe he proves me wrong. Maybe the game plan's great. The Browns are running great. Um, I, I think that they're going to be in it, but I think it might be asking too much to say, okay, go win three games in a row on the last drive, P.J. So I'm, I'm going Seahawks 20-17. to 17. Scotty, we won't get a chance to talk to you till next Friday, and we know the trade deadline's on Tuesday. Do you think they'll make any moves? You know, one thing that I saw, and just to get your opinion on this real quick, you know, we talk about maybe quarterback, maybe wide receiver, maybe running back. What about defensive line? Could they maybe go for a little bit more depth there? I feel like they're solid there, J.K. I mean, they got a pretty good depth. Um, You know, knock on wood for them, they haven't had any injuries there. Um, You know, Jordan Elliott, who's kind of the unsung guy up there, and I think people are looking to replace him. He's getting rave reviews. Jim Schwartz went out of the way, out of his way to talk about how good Elliott's been playing. So, like, I feel they have depth there. Um, you know, Andrew Barry's aggressive, so I would never say he's not going to make a move. Okay. But I think I would bet against it, assuming nothing happens, you know, Sunday um, from an injury perspective. And part of that is I think they like the roster. And the other part is, you know, they don't have a whole lot of assets. Like, they traded a bunch of draft picks away. Um, you know, I, not that they couldn't give up a fourth or a fifth to get a guy they really wanted, or even a third. Um, mm-hmm. But it, it just feels like they're going to stand pat to me. But I, I could be wrong on that one, and things could change, and they get the offer they love. Do you feel the NFL wants to be more like MLB and make these big splash deals at the trade deadline now? We've seen them the last yeah. couple of years. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think that – Ideally, they would love that. They love being in the headlines. They love all the conversation all the time. The problem is it's tough in the NFL, right? Like, you can't just plug in a guy and say, okay, he's going to bat fourth, and all he has to do is figure out how to hit the pitcher, right? Like, you need to learn the playbook. You need to get chemistry with quarterback. I mean, we talk about that all the time. All of a sudden, you're putting a guy in, in week eight and say, okay, go, go make a big difference. Now, maybe you can do it at edge rusher. I think it's harder to do at receiver. Okay. I think it would be easier to do at running back, certainly. Uh, but I think all of that contributes to why um, it, it's harder to do in this league than in other sports. Scotty, we always appreciate the time, safe travels, enjoy the game. We'll talk to you next week, all right? Thanks, fellas. Scotty Petrak, at Scott Petrak on Twitter, brownzone.com. I'm going to be, hey, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, man, there's three days right there that are going to be uh, very interesting for the Browns. Do you think they make a move? Yes, they're going to make a move of some sort. I don't know what it is. I think he's right, and Daryl Ryder was right. Both of them said, you have to wait until after Sunday's game to see. They may be planting seeds right now, okay? 
and cultivating those seeds and waiting and waiting okay. to see what happens on Sunday. Let me ask Sunday. you this. Is it a trade, or do they sign somebody through free agency? No, a trade. Okay. I think it's going to be a trade. They've got that fifth-round pick to play with that they got for Josh Dobbs. Use that maybe uh, as, uh, you know, something to dangle out there for a backup, uh, a team that wants to get rid of somebody at whatever position because they want to save money uh, and get an extra draft pick. So I, I think he's right. I mean, uh, wide receiver room, other than Amari Cooper, and he didn't do much last week, right? Uh, that, that needs help. Let's see if Ford, how he plays this weekend uh, with a high ankle sprain, and then the quarterback room depth. Those three areas are the top three, I think, in whatever order that they need to address. We'll get a break in right now. When we come back, we'll take a look at Saturday and Sunday, college and the pros from a gambling perspective, and check in with our professional handicapper, Chris Van Dyne from ncsports.com. Now- 